0: I'm Helani Ellis, and this is the Exceptional Admins Podcast, where I invite admins, executives, and influencers to come together in an intimate setting. The world for administrative professionals doesn't just involve basic tasks. It includes an array of requests, challenges, and triumphs. During each episode, you'll be a witness to candid conversations and hear and join in on many, many laughs. And for those that know me, it wouldn't be complete without thought-provoking moments. The distinguished guests sharing time with us during each episode believe in the admin profession and have much to contribute to the greater good of executives, their admins, and organizations. Now, let's get to today's topic. Are you at the end of your day and you just wished dinner was taken care of? Do you know someone that could really use a sweet, different gift, show up to their doorstep? Well, everyone, I'm here to introduce you to an amazing brand, Spoonful of Comfort. Fantastic story behind the creation of this brand. I'm guilty now of three times ordering from them, as well as using them for special gifts. A really sweet friend of mine who's a CEO and a new mom to baby number two was very Excited to open up her special gift. They specialize in soups. They have amazing side extra add-ons. They even have cookies. And this house, the snickerdoodles are our favorite, especially after warming them up. This brand has a lot to offer. And for you guys, Spoonful of Comfort, I've worked with them to get you a coupon code. You'll need to use Exceptional Admins at checkout and get 15% off. Consider something this time of year that you'd like to send out to just warm someone up. We particularly love the chicken noodle. We also have enjoyed the tomato, which is a fan by my boys. So check them out, spoonfulofcomfort.com and send off a warm, exciting and delicious gift to someone, you know, today. Now in hindsight, what (laughs) what would you have gone in the time machine and said into your own ear wisdom?
1: I think what I wish I would have given myself was more grace. Mm. All right. Uh, Welcome,
0: everyone, to a really special episode. Uh, I'm inviting my assistant to be a guest today, my sidekick. Yes. And so here we are. We've got a series of questions. We may pivot away from our questions just based on how the conversation is unfolding. So, Leah my sidekick. Welcome
1: to the show. Thank you for having me. It's fun being on this side.
0: (laughs) You are. You are on that side as the guest and you've seen me interview people. You've heard the episode. So you're in the hot seat today. Yes. Feels nice and warm. It's (laughs) going to be great and it's going to be exciting. And I think the best thing for everyone to kind of get started is let's talk about your background and that will probably segue nicely into how we Um, connected. And so Leah,
1: take it away. Yes. So I came from a hospitality background and I knew that I was kind of starting to look for another opportunity in a different field. So I worked at a restaurant, which is pretty quick pace and it, my time was kind of coming to an end there. So I had actually also done a lot of babysitting alongside of working at the restaurant and I met with one of the mothers that I babysit for and she's a very accomplished professional and so I sat her down took her out for coffee and asked her you know I'm looking to get into the administrative profession because I know I have transferable skills in that area and I asked her you know what do you recommend I do? And she said, you know, my husband, who owns a company, he actually worked with this lady who places in the administrative profession. And so she set up an introductory email to connect Helani and I. And that's how that began. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember that. And I adore the woman that introduced
0: us. I've known them now for, they knew me when I was an EA. Mm. So it's really neat to have, you know, had that experience with the husband and then her. Um, They interacted a lot with my executive at the time. And so it was an honor. And I know sort of from the email that I got to talk to you, it was a bit mentor-mentee, right? right? It was a matter of, Hey, here's Leah. I think you should, you know, could could you take a call with her? She's thinking about the administrative profession. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so this was October of 2019.
1: No, actually it was before that. It was before that. So this was in August. August of 2019.
0: Okay. Yes. All right. And so we scheduled a call. I remember taking actually this call in the car because I didn't need (laughs) to be near paper and pen. And so we took that call. Yes. Do you remember that call?
1: Oh, I do. So talk to us a little (laughs) bit about that first call. So I remember that, and I really didn't know what to expect. And I was actually at work, and I took a break and went over to – I think I stepped into the bathroom to take the call. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember, you know, answering the phone, and over that call – coming from a place of student, Mm -hmm. you know, and also a place of not really knowing where to start to approach the administrative profession. Mm -hmm. I remember there was a specific point kind of midway through the call after you'd kind of heard a little bit more about me, you said, so can I speak with some candor with you and give you some feedback? Mm -hmm. And I remember, you know, being, oh, of course, you know, I would love anything that you had to say. Right. And then you, you know, shared a couple things and I really had no idea that I needed to show up that way in mm-hmm. that role. And there, you gave me a couple things to think about, you know, not only in the administrative profession, but as I'm, you know, leveling myself up as a professional in right. general. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that had to do with my composure, right. both speaking and then later I would see in writing as well. Right.
0: Yeah, so. and I distinctly recall which happens sometimes and I only ask for the opportunity to speak in cand with candor because you don't want to offend the other person and right. and knowing also that you had shown up to the call looking for feedback and insight on I'm thinking about this career. I believe I have those transferable skills. What else should I be thinking about if I want to start a journey down finding a role that fits me, Leah, and that I can also be set up for success? And one of the things was you said like a lot. (laughs) Like I I think like and like and like, and I just noticed it. And it's something that's picked up on during different calls of what might be routine filler words, the word um, can be found often a lot in correspondence and then like and like. And so I remember, and I, I didn't, we had just met on the phone. Yes. Fortunately, Courtney had teed me up uh, really well to be able to have that call with you. And I knew just from how open you were in communication, you were going to embrace feedback, which for some, especially new in their career, you think so strongly about mm-hmm. your gifts and your talents already. But I used that moment to open the door to say, hey, you can go through that door into the next step with." within thinking about how you want to start a career as an admin. Right. Yeah. Okay. so that was a great call. And it's interesting sort of thinking about having that call. I did have an assistant in the role at the time. And I started to recognize that there was going to be a bit of an expiration to when she was going to transition out of the role and putting me in a position to have to fill it I left our call actually thinking you had um, several things existing in your skills as well as your personality that were going to complement the desires i had to take the business to the next level i believed you actually were going to be the person i was going to bring in and Hmm. so that's kind of what took the call from introductory to i actually want to start talking to you would you like to come work with me do you remember Mm -hmm. that call
1: Oh, I do. <clears throat> yes, because you had texted me, and any chance that I could get, you know, to speak with you, I took it. Mm-hmm. And so that conversation was went somewhere that I was not expecting. and right. Obviously, <laughs> I'm so thankful that it did. Right, right. So... that was wonderful.
0: Yeah. And it was really neat because the qualities were just a a bit more of a hustle that wasn't um, evident previously and and a couple other things. And I was grateful that you were open to it and that you were excited about it and that, you know, the terms and the offer all made sense for you and made sense for me. And so mm-hmm. that was a year ago now. Yeah. I mean, as we record this here in October, 2020, so that's very mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. So let's go to some things that you've learned, kind of what it's like, uh, truth be told, we just said before recording that exceptional admins needs a reality show <laughs> because of so many things that happen in very quick periods of time and then stretch throughout a day or days first question kind of being transitioning from hospitality into the EA world you know what immediate strengths did you start using
1: so I think there's a couple but the one that really stands out was that teachable spirit Mm -hmm. and at the restaurant, I was in that, you know, fast lane mm-hmm. and I knew what to do. I knew the area, the expectations, the skills required to be highly successful. And so I could go, go, go. Mm-hmm. And then when I not only transitioned to a new environment, mm-hmm. I transitioned to a completely new profession. Right there was so much pivot and learning that came with my new role that I had to be okay being in that a little bit slower lane. Slower lane, yeah. Yes. And so I think having a teachable spirit and also seeing that even if I'm working at a slower pace, Mm -hmm. I'm still being productive. I'm still finding success in this new role. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so true <laughs> because you can definitely
0: operate super quick like me. Mm-hmm. Um, and thinking about how you can still show up is very true. Okay. So it's interesting because you just mentioned it, right? Sort of leaving mm-hmm. hospitality, being in the fast lane. You were there for over three years. Like you just knew everything. You were the immediate go-to for Everything because you made, it a sure, you made it a part of your responsibilities to be aware, right? Having a pulse on a variety of departments within a restaurant. You know, it's a complete moving vehicle that everything needs to be working simultaneously for the success of the guest and then the reputation of the restaurant and all that stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When you came into this career,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> what did you not expect?
1: Oh, the the clip that you work at, I think... <laughs> There I mean there were so many things that out at out the gate I knew would be different. Mm-hmm. But I think supporting a fast moving executive, mm-hmm. I I didn't know what that would look like. Right. And you're a hustler. <laughs> Thank and you. And you work at a very quick clip and it's also clean. Right. And I think that was something I obviously admired. And you know, wanted to get good at, but in the best thing that I can think about was my email communication, mm. and mm. that was a huge learning curve that I was not anticipating. Isn't that interesting? Coming, into we send this.
0: emails, and there's a deeper thought to how is that email being crafted. Mm -hmm. there are I think a variety of ways to craft an email an email to a friend an email to your executive an email to a new person who is your and we talk about this right what's your audience who are you about to interact with I would like to just make sure to point out and ask for confirmation (laughs) I made sure to onboard you
1: how Oh, very smoothly. Okay. (laughs) Oh, yes. And I I think about it often, you know, especially with, you know, the work that we do. We fill, you know, positions Mm -hmm. and then you'll give guidance for onboarding. Mm -hmm. And having you as my boss, Mm -hmm. who knows what it's like to be in my role, was so huge of a gift and I'm very grateful for it because I know a lot of people in admins don't have someone who knows what it's like to support an executive Mm -hmm. and be green in that as well yeah so I think that was a big a big thing for me Mm -hmm.
0: a lot of grace Mm
1: -hmm. and the email yeah Mm -hmm.
0: the the I think the learning curve for you was just coming into an environment where, and it's been really awesome for those that have interacted with you. They have to double check. Wait, am I talking to Helani or Leah? Because there's so much similarity and kind of for a reason, right? We want the touch points with the outside world client, relationship or candidate base to be very high level, very hospitable, uh, very clean, as you said, with the correspondence, right? Less on them, more for us. And um, that is a learning curve and to be able to do it. um, And now you may notice when people are emailing with you, their email style. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Yeah. So talking about kind of that first 90 days, and talking about email and sort of thinking about what was a focus and what was the hardest thing, talk to us a little bit about how you experienced your first 90 days. And I was very busy when you joined.
1: You were. Yeah. Yes. And I think you did a good job at still working at your quick pace and telling me again over and over, you know, I don't expect you mm-hmm. to be at my level. Right. Which gave me a sense of ease knowing that you had grace and you had healthy expectation put yeah. on me, which yeah. again, I know many executives, you know, don't have that awareness. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but thinking about those first 90 days and, you some of the hardest experiences was truly learning your voice Mm. and that would be verbal and written and Mm -hmm. to kind of from the email conversation, the written voice that you have Mm -hmm. is very high end and also personable Mm -hmm. and to come across like you Mm. and then also, you know, the way an email is structured based on your audience Yeah. And I think, you know, I'm still learning that. You've gotten so good. (laughs) But I would say that. And then also the verbal, you know, and I'm still learning this today. But, you know, it's easy for me to have an idea of something I need to talk to you about. Mm -hmm. But I need to think about, okay, how do I interject this into her day Mm -hmm. that she can easily digest it and then have the least amount of information fatigue Mm. and decision fatigue connected to it.
0: Which for any executive assistant out there, that's the constant. Um, I was on a call at 6.45 this morning with a client who's concerned that the assistant is working in too much a conveyor belt capacity and constantly coming in with quick questions, which sometimes that's warranted and sometimes it's exhausting. And so fortunately, we're going through some coaching and I'll be able to kind of just ask her about that and walk through that. But when we have these very rifle questions to the executive, and I'm so available to you. Mm -hmm. And that's another, I would say, difference with the way that I'm going to work with an assistant than a true kind of leader, they sort of see the assistant as a bit of another exhaustion point versus the relief. And I'm constantly putting into the community, it's a relief to sit and have a meeting with your executive assistant. It is a relief to answer their questions, but it's also on us as assistants to manage up, to come in with significant information. So that's been a neat learning Experience for you this year of like, I'm about to ask this question. Do I have a backup of two to three suggestions? Have I done enough due diligence? And am I able to actually speak to it to answer whatever question she may have? Mm-hmm. Which is still scary, right? Because there's still that learning of each other. Right. But you've just blossomed so beautifully with that. And it's just a huge relief to have you nearby and thinking about that decision and information fatigue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in looking back kind of at that first set of 90 days, what advice would you have given yourself now in hindsight, what would you, (laughs) what would you have gone in the time machine and said into your own ear wisdom?
1: I think what I wish I would have given myself was more grace. Mm. And you and I have talked about that word a lot this year in particular. Yeah, it was my theme word and man, has it really paid off. Yeah. Yes. And you know, as that whole fire hose component which you actually talk about that in an article on your website, mm-hmm. you know, those first 90 days, it literally is like taking a sip from a fire hose. For sure. Cuz there's so much information And for myself, it was information connected to training and education on the role. Mm -hmm. And so it was both. And I was blessed to have you to, you know, give me both. Mm -hmm. And I think looking back at those beginning days and even now, you know, I have an idea of where I wish I was operating. (laughs) And I have to remember, you know, and tell myself, Leah, you have done a lot. Yes, you have. I give you... Credit. I'm going to do it here right now. You're really good.
0: (laughs) And the bar I have for you is right in line where I know you can reach success.
1: Which is so helpful to have an executive, you know, or any, you know, person overseeing you have healthy expectation for where you should be at in your development process. Mm -hmm. But I think it's so easy for ourselves to be our worst critic, of course. Which is a
0: great quality, right? You hold yourself to a high standard, much like I do for myself. Right even though I say a lot, I'm type a as a lowercase a, that uppercase a is acceptable. Um, you know, at any point throughout how you want
1: to deliver Mm -hmm. on your
0: brand. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. So I would say to not, not only not get discouraged when you're not at that high capacity. You Mm -hmm. wish you were, Mm -hmm. but you know, give yourself grace and say, Hey, I had a successful day. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Which is so important for all those listening and, Regardless, as she's kind of touching on the first 30, 60, 90 days, where are you guys giving yourself grace? Mm-hmm even at, you know, your one-year anniversary? And were you guys embracing downtime versus starting to get nervous? Like, have you reached the ceiling in your role? So I guess a second word that's complimentary to Grace is patience.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: patience. Yeah, you really wanted to, and I've said this actually a few other times, <laughs> uh, day one is not your one-year anniversary. Right. And especially for those green admins that may be listening of what to expect and what it looks like for that first new role is just being patient. It doesn't mean that you're not performing to the level of your professionalism that you may have advertised during all the interviewing. It just takes time to get there. Right. Yeah. So great segue, mm-hmm. you know, thinking about new assistants that may be enjoying this episode or those that were in hospitality that want to take that pivot to be in this career. What would be some wisdom you would want to share with them?
1: I would say that grace piece is so key mm-hmm. and to allow yourself to slow down <laughs> and know that it's okay. Cuz in the hospitality industry, which can look a very various ways, mm-hmm. I was specifically in a restaurant and so so much hustle and bustle and mm-hmm. you get quite a bit of sense of accomplishment Great. Mm-hmm. through those quick moments, you know. Getting this out on time, preparing this, mm-hmm. and that sense of accomplishment might look different. Yeah. When you switch and pivot into truly any different profession, but specifically in, you know, the administrative profession. Yeah. And so taking a pause and, you know, saying good job to yourself. Yeah. And then also, and I mentioned this before. I had a lot of training mm. that I needed to to learn. Mm-hmm. And as a green professional also, I really had Helani train me a lot. But then it was, you know, seek out that education. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to spend an hour. And I remember talking to you about <laughs> something like this. Yeah. Because I felt so... I felt it wasn't my place to watch a tutorial video on work time. Yeah. And I needed to do that on my own time. Mm -hmm. And with all of the transitioning, it could kind of feel overwhelming of all of the learning I had to do. And you you had to sit me down and say, Leah, you're learning for your role. Yeah, It's okay to you know, read an article Mm -hmm. or watch a tutorial to learn something. Mm -hmm. And so that's something that I would speak to the new admin starting Mm -hmm. in their career, that it's okay to do it. Mm -hmm. And obviously that's a conversation between your executive. I was just going to say that, right? If you believe you have an
0: area that needs education and then you are learning independently, speak out to HR, showing them I'd like to watch during business hours, these three videos to support my executive with something that's coming up in the next few weeks. May I do that? Mm -hmm. I mean, they should never say no to you wanting to learn and be more impactful. And if they do, I'm really sorry for that. So yeah, and this is another reason why consulting and educating and facilitating workshops has grown for me this year. And just thinking about how can I further help and steer and inspire other professionals, whether you're seasoned and just sort of kind of living in a Groundhog Day environment and or you're new in your role and you wanna accelerate your learning and your value add. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. Yes. okay. Uh, Very cool, very exciting. And it's been (laughs) so fun, it's been so fun. You've been, to say it in the sense of teacher-student, it's been really fun having those interactions with you, giving you those learning
1: moments. Well, yeah. I, I appreciate that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, because then the benefit of the business and the workflow, uh, it benefits. Right. So yeah, So and that's why I'm constantly drilling that into any executive. Offering information is an absolute use, good use of your time. Right. So now that you've been in this role about a year and you think about kind of what you did in hospitality and what you're doing in this role, can you speak to what tasks you enjoy as an assistant?
1: So I think... From that transition, you know, I had a lot of growing moments and for starters, it does feel good kind of getting those basic administrative skills down, whether that's calendar or filing something, mm-hmm. you know, having expertise mm-hmm. in how to navigate some of those basic admin mm-hmm role descriptions Mm -hmm. has really been fulfilling Mm -hmm. but I would say my favorite it's it looks different and it's when I know that something that I've done can alleviate you you're so sweet because it truly when I know (laughs) that my executive is able to you know and that kind of goes into building trust yeah but when I when she when you know that Oh, Leah's got that, yeah. that, that fills me. And mm-hmm. obviously I'm not perfect. Right. However, you know, I've developed and I'm still learning on, you know, having those double check moments <laughs> and uh, <laughs> a fun little story yeah. about that recently. So it's always an ongoing thing. Uh, you've always, you know, mentioned be passionate about the details. Yeah. And it's easy to stop being passionate about it. Mm, mm -hmm. Even, you know, a year into my role. Mm -hmm. And we had a... A webinar that we were signed up for <laughs> and that small detail of a time zone yeah when the
0: webinar started and when it was on the calendar to log in and a, start joining
1: makes, makes a, big a big difference, difference. <laughs> yeah, it does. so we were
0: going to show up two hours late right because it's east coast and we're here in mountain right yeah, yeah. so that
1: that's a problem yeah. and i i think thankfully was able to get recordings of that i had emailed them and so i was able to you know Troubleshoot, which
0: you emailed on your own without me kind of helping you problem solve. And I wouldn't even say it's a problem, right? It wasn't a client. Right. It wasn't a candidate. It was just, this is on the calendar. It's flexible and time zones can be a complete pain. And then forgetting, mm-hmm. and then them not like highlighting the time zone, and totally knowing because a lot of the work we do is local. Time mm-hmm. zone is not a natural habit to be thinking about for you, me. It's just different thinking about time zones. It's just right. time under my belt. Right. Uh, yeah. So that was
1: funny. <laughs> that was uh, funny. So, but going back to you know that favorite task, it really it it it's not so much task connection. Mm-hmm. It's Alleviation of my executive.
0: Which is such a sweet thing. It's been great and it's been huge, especially with all that's gone on in 2020 with the kids and being able to sort of shut my mind off knowing that you're covering things. You also know you have immediate access to me through Slack or sending me a message or even calling me. Um, that's something that I know is hard for certain EAs that they don't think, and I'm consulting another admin who believes that the executive is dismissive, but it's not her. He does it with everyone, mm-hmm. uh, that she can't get answers. I'm like, what is holding you back from being super type A and getting in his face? And and she paused, and she's like, I don't know. <laughs> like, well, uh, giddy up, giddy mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so neat thing, because kind of, you've been on this accelerated journey kind of entering into the administrative profession, and yes, recognizing that, this dynamic between us is different than others who are out there who have a different leader who haven't sat, you know, for over a decade in very dynamic assistant roles. When you sort of want to kind of give a message to the listeners, what might be some wisdom for them as they think about their journey, whether, whether it's at the beginning of their career, middle, and not to say that it's at the end for some others, but kind of coming to that, that closure point
1: mm-hmm.
0: Want some wisdom.
1: I would say a couple things but when you're going through a learning moment and that it's connection to that grace point but seeing yourself and you've talked about this before for myself I was Leah 1.0 when I first started yeah and when I moved then to Leah I don't jump to Leah 2.0. Right. And so having a sense of achievement marks Mm -hmm. or sense of I achieved my next best version. Yep. Even though you might see, oh, I've got such a long way to go, Mm -hmm. you know. And then also kind of connected with that when I came into the role, I had, you know, that teachable spirit. Mm -hmm. But also building on that was... You know, a sense of building trust with your executive. And mm-hmm. I think this is something that I hear you coach quite often. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you build a trust with your executive? Yeah. And so taking the time to learn how to do that and again connecting to patients. <laughs> yeah. With building trust. Right. Especially when an executive has been successful at the way that they've been productive. Mm-hmm. And then you come in and support them. You're your own person, mm-hmm. even though you are doing maybe similar things for them. Mm-hmm. And it's that, you know, specialized relationship. Yeah. So having, you know, that trust built takes time. And, you know, that patient piece, I think, is so key. hmm when you're starting something new. So to to share wisdom and to add for those that are
0: like, well, yeah, how do you build that trust? Believe it or not, asking questions. Basic questions get basic answers. And I give this in my coaching. (laughs) A basic question is, what would you like to eat? And someone could be totally silly and say, food. But your question really said what would you what would you like to eat food if you say you know what sounds interesting pizza or spaghetti you've changed using almost the same number of words you've made it more definitive and for you you and that's totally connected to what you've said multiple times that teachable spirit asking questions and asking them in a way that produces a more enriching answer is where trust is built. I hear often from executives that call me, and this is where the, show need, the brand needs a reality show, <sighs> where executives you know, don't bring me someone that says, yeah, I got it, I got it. And then they don't have it. If you might be someone that says that a lot and you're wondering then why you don't have certain trust or you've extended your boundaries to do more, you need to have the interaction. When we ask questions... We let them know that we're interested in learning more and or, hey, this is what I'm thinking you're asking me. Am I right? That's still a question. Clarity and confirmation is where we build trust. And a great example I give often, imagine a six top at a restaurant. You've got three couples and they've gone out and your server shows up to the table and everyone's giving just their drink order and the server isn't writing anything down. And we all know that, we've all been there. One thing is going to get wrong. And everyone's gone around, Helani, myself, I've ordered a margarita on the rocks with salt, the server comes, you're, you're watching, everyone give their order. And I was a server and I was really good at remembering those things and not having to come back and ask for clarity. But, you know, not everyone is that way. So you sort of sit there and go, are they going to get this entire table of all these drinks, especially that Bloody Mary, you know, with an extra olive and like all these details. So the server comes back and says, I'm sorry, ma'am, to me, Helani, did you want salt or no salt? We've lost trust in the fact that they didn't get it right the first time, or they didn't repeat all of it, or they didn't write it down, those movements, we've all been frustrated by the order that's come to the table wrong. And you're like, you didn't write it down, right? And there's all these beautiful opportunities to earn trust. And one of the great things about you is you love to write stuff down. You love to capture information and recite it back. That's another way of building trust is saying, okay, so I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And you guys think like that wastes the time instead before declaring and reciting what you heard say i want to make sure i heard you right and then go in the list of things that you've heard you're good to go right you're out there with autonomy Mm -hmm. so i actually have uh, another question unless
1: you want to (laughs) add to that uh real quick to add to that you know it's easy to have a oh i have a quick question and ask it yeah And that connects to not being reactive. Oh, good point. But thinking first. Mm -hmm. How can I package this question to show up stronger? Yeah. And to get my desired outcome or answer? Yeah. And then being, and then responding. That's right. With thoughtfulness.
0: Yeah. I'm going to give you credit. And I've been using this a lot because you said this one day to me executive assistants are juggling glass balls Mm -hmm. and rubber balls, and we don't want to drop the glass ones and have them break. And so when we think about showing up to a moment with our executive and what sort of object are we juggling right now, is it a glass ball? So I have to be very delicate in my approach. I have to be very thorough in how I'm, you know, going to juggle those glass balls. Is this a rubber ball where it can be a back and forth? Um, so sort of giving some wisdom attached to what you just said, You know, and it's also something that was mentioned earlier, like know your audience. And and I will actually say also your executive's personality changes on a regular basis that there's multiple audiences you're talking to with a single person, right? Like if I'm distracted because the kids are here, my attention span is going to be different than if we're sitting together here in the home office looking eye to eye. Right. Um, So it's it's sort of really thinking about that. Mm -hmm. Uh, What would be something that you would want to... Behind the
1: scenes.
0: (laughs) For those that don't work in this world every day, um, what would be something that, and I'm actually bringing up this question on the fly, so I don't know what your answer is. What would be something you would want to, from this executive assistant role to someone who's running a company like myself, what would be something behind the scenes you'd want people to know about this business?
1: There's so many things, (laughs) but something... We'll go with one. Right. I think something, and it took me a little bit to realize it also, but you have so many moving pieces going on during a day. I mean, we'll have the calendar, you know, relatively stacked. Mm -hmm. And then in an instant, you can get a phone call that changes up the priority of tasks. And yeah. I might, as an assistant, and I'm sure there's other assistants who can relate to this, mm-hmm. you'll have an idea of, okay, what tomorrow looks like. And then in an instant, it can change. Yeah, And I think you so gracefully, you know, pivot to each touch point that you have. Mm-hmm. And when what people don't see is what you just came from. Actually, it's I love how you put that. I, yeah, they don't see
0: what I just came from. Right. Yeah, and never being inauthentic, though.
1: No, I mean, but you, I got an
0: sh- audience again. Right. Yeah. You,
1: you know, you know how to pivot, and you also you know how to not allow maybe a negative conversation or a you know a, a pain point that just popped up, you know, render you ineffective mm-hmm. for your next. Person, Mm -hmm. because you still live, you know, on your purpose Mm -hmm. through every interaction, and you know how to show up and say, "Okay, this is a problem, but I'm going to put it in a pin over here and deal with it later when I can." Yeah, and I wouldn't say that's inauthenticity. It's you know, knowing what is expected of you and showing up, Mm -hmm. and then you know, dealing with that later.
0: Yeah, that's so true. I recall my oldest was in the car with me. And this was sometime last year in 2019. And within a span of seven minutes, I had three separate calls. The first one was very exciting, giving a candidate an offer. The next one was very depressing. The candidate was upset about a different role I was filling that she wasn't moving forward. And, you know, we had sort of a life moment where she wasn't getting offers and what was going on. And so I kind of went into a coaching position of, you know, filling her back up versus her feeling depleted. Fortunately, she wasn't mad at me, right? Because she knows it's out right. of my hands. And then the third phone call was another client who needed to completely change something on the schedule for, I think, a set of interviews that were happening. And my, my, I hung up the phone on that third call. Literally, it was everyone back-to-back unplanned. It's my carpool shift, where I usually don't have calls scheduled because I'm spending time with my kids, but I knew it was a hot set of things that day. And I hung up the phone. My son goes, is this what it's like for you all day? I said, yes, yes, it is. And to the point I made earlier, you know, I was on a call at 645 this morning working through emotions and thoughts with an executive client and figuring out how to navigate, you know, a bump that's in the road. And I had just finished my workout, just poured a cup of coffee. And I do believe that that's something people have no clue of is how much the pivot is called for because mm-hmm. I'm in the business of people, right. People have emotions and thoughts and people change their mind. They do. People think a lot, which I think is beautiful. And they have a lot of questions and you want to be available to them, which for the sake of recruiting, I know now why people who are in true recruiting don't give a shit. Because mm. it's a lot of work, mm-hmm. but it's work I'm I'm happy to um, put my time and energy into.
1: Right, because you you deeply care about it. Yeah, even though it calls on you quite a bit,
0: it does. Yeah. And I think you know, for an episode that's going to come out soon is twenty questions with me. Um, really creating a set of boundaries and healthy mindset of in twenty seventeen, I really let those things weigh on me, and now I've really blossomed in my own role as this you know specialized partner for people it's not my fault Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and I show up giving 110 percent every time um, and that's really where it's an honor with some of these executives that you know they want to have such deep intellectual conversations with me and say you know this isn't your fault but you know what can we do or this is really wonderful thank you for everything Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) excuse me um any closing thoughts as we wrap up our time together (laughs)
1: I would say for the admin who's new to the profession whether you're seasoned or green like myself I would say I'd leave you with two things the first being you know always seek to learn I think if you can have that teachable spirit and always be in that state of learning throughout your whole life. Mm -hmm. I think you show up with humility Mm -hmm. through your interactions and people can sense that they sense your genuinity and that spills into so many other areas of your role. Mm -hmm. And then, I would say, and this is not, these aren't my words, but it's something that I've really connected with over this past year is it's not the destination. It's the journey. Mm -hmm. And it's great to have goals and, you know, a focal point of where you're headed, Mm -hmm. but you have to acknowledge and enjoy the journey of getting there mm-hmm. because that's the life and when you can enjoy it knowing that it's not perfect and you know the the type a's out there i get you <laughs> you want it to be great and yeah. you know clean and great but it's it's not going to be every day right and enjoying enjoying those moments mm-hmm. enjoying that journey of learning or you know make a mistake and yeah, and learning from that mistake exactly, yeah. and that fail forward mindset. Ultimately, you know, seeing it as a positive, mm-hmm. and enjoying that journey, I think, really will set you you up not only for success but for happiness, in fulfillment. Yeah, and happiness, fulfillment.
0: fulfillment. And I know that's. Um, I mean, you enjoy a lot of client calls and candidate calls to hear what it's like for them. Mm-hmm and losing sight of what's going to fulfill me today is lost and Mm -hmm. you are absolutely right and that's a great closing statement you know it's not the destination it's the journey and for some of the admins that wind up you know putting an expiration date on themselves and their role because they're getting bored uh sometimes that's okay I mean I was saying to you I think last week I'm 41. I've been working since I was 14. If it's slow or less hustle, I'm actually going to say that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the downtime. I really enjoy having you in this role me and working too. with me. And it's really awesome to have you be a part of all the mission and connected to the values of what the company does to for,
1: for and with people in the community. It's It's truly an honor to be able to support you i love
0: it thank you (laughs) all right well thank you for this episode great questions you teed up great conversation and thank you everyone for listening if you enjoyed this episode i would actually love for you to leave a shout out uh, with a review on apple podcasts and let people know how you enjoyed this episode as well as any of the others so thanks for listening i don't even know where to begin we covered so much Thought-provoking, laughter, and just great conversation. Remember, you're the reason you get up every day and work as hard as you do. Do things for you, your executive, and your organization. And remember, it's all worth it.